106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessing acceleration don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And good morning. You're listening to Drive Radio with Dennis Brewster. I'm going to be your host today. John's off. And uh, oh, Steve is Steve here. Steve Horvath with Gino's Auto Service. You want yes. me to take that part for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll all work out. That's all worked out. We got Larry answering the phones and Charlie behind the glass doing our, he's our engineer. And so let's keep Larry busy. Give us a call at 303-477-5600. That's our affordable interest line number. And we would love to hear from you. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, perception, I guess. Um, You know, earlier I was doing Fix It Radio, and Steve joined us there too. Um, But I read this thing that I got in the email or a text message. No, Facebook page. There's so many things right now. But anyway, I was talking about how much it costs to do a job. And the guy goes, you know, he, uh, he calls someone up to come look at his house to get something fixed. And... This happens with the automotive, too, so we can go both sides of it. But he talks about how um, he spends 15 It's going to be $1,500 to do this work. And the customer says, well, that's so expensive. And then he asked the, the guy asks, well, how much do you think it would be? And he says, for me, $800 max. That's a pretty simple job. And the gentleman says, well, for $800, I invite you to do it yourself. <laughs> but I don't know how to. Well, for eight hundred dollars, I'll teach you how. So you can. So besides saving you the seven hundred dollars, you get the knowledge for the next time you want. It seemed right to him, and he agreed. But he get to be to get started. You need tools: a welder, a grinder, a chop saw, a drill press, welding hood, gloves. But I don't have this equipment, and I can't buy all these for one job. Well, for another three hundred more, I'll rent you my stuff so you can do it. Okay, he says. Okay, Tuesday, I'm waiting for you to start doing this work. Oh, but I can't on Tuesday. I only have time today. Well, I'm sorry. I'm only available Tuesday to teach you and to lend you my stuff. Other days, I'm busy with other customers. Okay, that means I'm going to have to sacrifice my Tuesday to give up my tasks. I forgot. To do your job yourself, you also have to pay for the non-productive factors. What is that? Tax, Social Security, insurance, fuel, etc. goes on. Oh, no, but I... But to accomplish these tasks, I'm going to spend more money and waste a lot of time. Do you have them for me? You can do it better. You can do it for me. Wait, you can do it to me before, okay? I'll make, I'll make you all the material you need, list. Basically, he's going to make them a list. And the truck loading is done on Monday evening or Tuesday morning. You'll have to come by 6 o'clock loading the truck. Don't forget to be on time to avoid traffic jams and to be and to be on time. At 6, nope, too early for me. I'm used to getting up later. You know, I've been thinking, you better get the job done. I'd rather pay you the $1,500. <laughs> if I had to, it wouldn't be perfect, and it would cost me a lot more. When you pay for a job, especially 
handicraft, you're not only paying for the materials you use, but you're also paying for the knowledge, experience, study, tools, services, time to go, punctuality, accountability, professionalism, accuracy, and a guarantee, uh, patents, sacrifices, safety, security, and payments of tax obligations. Sure. Right? So, I mean, that happens, you know, we use that for talking about the, um, in fix it, but this same thing applies to automotive. Oh, sure. Right. Well, and the other thing too is what about the two customers before that, that didn't pay that their check bounced or, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and on all of those kind of things, there's a, right. there's a cost of doing business and, and, uh, Someone has to absorb that. Right. Or something broke down and then you have to redo it. Yeah. You got to pay the technician again. And sometimes we don't get that money back. Oh, no. You know, the, and it happens. You know, uh, this week we had an air conditioning hose that failed on a on a car that we had just put in. And it's five hours to put that AC hose back in. We ha- we did it with the engine out. Now, yeah. we ha- you know, who pays for that? Well, comes out of Steve <laughs> or comes out of Dino's. But, right. you know, same thing. Right. Go ahead. We have somebody. Yeah, we have a call. J.D. from Lone Tree. How you doing, J.D.? Doing great, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Very good. A uh, couple of things. Um, another thing, uh, how many hours do these uh, technicians, you know, specialists spend going and bidding every week? Right. Um, you know, that's 5, 10, 15 hours out of every week that they're out there, and they may get one out of 10 jobs or one out of 100 jobs. Oh, true. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yep. Um, quick question. Um Parking brake, and I have an automatic transmission truck. What is the correct order if you're parked on a slope? Should you put it in park and then put the parking brake on and let the transmission, you know, take the weight? Or should you put the parking brake on, then put it in park? Sort of for the parking dog. Or does it yeah. matter? Yeah, because, well, it kind of does because sometimes people get their, you know, I know for a long time there are people would have the, they have a hard time getting it back into drive once because you load parking, yeah. it loads against the parking pole. And um, so that's a good point. Um, what I would almost suggest is if you can do this, is when you put it in park, leaving your one foot on the brake, when you're putting it in park and then taking your other foot and push on the emergency brake or pulling on it, depends on which way it goes. And, so almost uh, at the same time. Yes, almost at the same yeah, time. I, I mean, if it's one of those, those hills like uh, San Francisco or something, yeah. you know, where... They got that, but yeah, I know it's a silly little anal question. But uh, every now and then, I got to park on a slope, and and you know, I want my car to last as long as possible, and just wasn't sure uh, if there was a rhyme or reason, or if it even matters. You know, another way to do it too is to make sure you turn your wheels into the curb, and if you can rest your wheels against the curb and let the truck kind of relax against that, and then put it into park, because whenever you load, whenever you 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 know you put it into park. And you let the brake off, and the vehicle rolls forward or rolls back into that. It's against the parking pole now. Yeah. And so there then when you wear. Put, that, they wear down. And so putting the emergency brake on, then well, you're still holding it against the parking pole. So how do right. you? Get, so you don't want to rest it against the parking pole. I would suggest putting, if you could, you know, letting it rest against the parking against the curb, and then putting the brake on the emergency brake on, and then putting it into gear. Or in the, I like the park. Sounds great. Yeah. I like that. Hey, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good well, question, I though. That, guys. that was a great question. Thanks for calling. All right. That's things so, you learn. Yeah, things. That's. I didn't even and think of some, that. And some cars too have a pretty strong one, and some are kind of weak. Yes. Know, bad design. You know, some of those trucks are a little heavier duty. They're used to the weight, those kind of things. But some littler cars, they may not have quite that 
But but you know what? I I back up. Uh, my truck's kind of long to fit in our garage. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't really like that part. I mean, I can get it in there, but it's kind of a pain. So I only put it in there when it's going to snow. Okay. Other than I leave it outside, and I have a I park it over by my trailer, and I have a um, a piece of wood that I've cut at an angle so it rests against it. You know, and so when I do is I back it up against there, and when I get there, I I actually put it in neutral and let it relax. Oh. Then I put it into park. That makes sense. Yeah, and then because uh, there was times that I would have to put it into park drive, and I can hear it go clunk. Yeah, you know, and I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I you don't wear those U joints. That was a great call from JD. No, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, so back to the other thing, you know. So Steve, you know, like there's people out there that do home. They're they're at their house and they they do repairs on cars. On cars, okay. Home, right? home, home, home repair. People. Yeah, and you compared to those people, you're you're going to be a lot higher in price. Oh yeah, or the the mobile mechanic guys or guy yeah. who comes works out of his garage and his right. neighbor. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of different things that come to it, but you know, always we were talking about the insurances. Yes, you know the the, the, the insurance guarantees. that you know I'm going to. Um, fix your car and if if i don't then i have insurance if something goes wrong i can cover it um you know you know heaven forbid forbid if i got a fuel leak and it burns your car to the ground or something you know anything you know it doesn't happen very often but at least i know i'm covered for that it can and uh those those kind of small things but then obviously uh you know that i'm paying our taxes on that you know just do you when you buy that part or that guy buys that part are you is he charging you taxes is he doing that right i mean that's a governmental issue right you know and uh there's a lot of little things like that we don't think about that uh, and also the insurance for my employees the the health care and social security and fica federal and all those wonderful things we have to pay and then you keep people in business too yeah and that all has a a reflection around the whole thing and when somebody works out of their garage you know you're you're exactly getting what you're paid for paying for yeah. You know? And with me, you're getting exactly what you're paid for. You're, you're paying for it. And you're standing stuff. behind that, though, yeah. because what happens is because you're with Napa, mm-hmm. um, if, if I was to have a, my part, I go to you and you, you replace my fuel pump. Mm-hmm. And I drive to Oregon and I break down and my fuel pump goes out again. It's covered. I call you up and, and, and well, I have my, Actually, I already have my information. Napa number, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what it 1-800 is. One eight hundred number. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the Napa number is. I know. Yeah. It's and you Napa. call it in, and and you know they take you to it. They have you towed to a Napa's place, and they fix it, and, and away you go. Warranty. You don't have it's nothing nation- out of pocket. It is a nationwide warranty. Right. It is a nationwide, and that comes with a cost. Right. And and that's that's the whole point. So if you don't want that, and you don't want the peace of mind, and and well, on the other things, hand, yeah. on the other hand, I have my neighbor replace my pump, and I go there, and it goes out. Now I got to find someone to fix it and pay them to do it, and then take it back to this guy and say, "Hey, you know, you put my pump in and it went bad." Well, you know, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, that and, sucks. And in that, and you know, in the automotive world too, that uh, if it's not been, you know, especially pulling a fuel tank, how many times people break off little vapor hoses up there? Right. And so then you're pulling the tank out after this guy has pulled it and he broke a line off, and so now you're looking at a, some kind of canister issue or a fuel tank. And, right. And so there's things that get added into that. Fuel filter? Yeah. They don't do a fuel filter. They're going to say, well, the pump went out because you didn't replace your fuel filter. Sure. sure. Yeah. And that's what happens. And so that's but, why it's yeah, professionally no. safe. Yeah. And our end, there's some things they do that they can mess things up worse. And, and you know, that that's, uh, you know, that's the professional and the knowledge. Right. Not just watching it on YouTube. But, you, you know, I mean, we've done this several times. We know that there's a vacuum hose that breaks. Right. You know, so we take the precautions. 
Right. Or we, you know, we have two of us there while we're using the special transmission. I have a special transmission, not a transmission jack, but actually a fuel tank jack. Yeah. We bought right. it. You know, yeah. Yep. And that, I don't know, it was like 2500 bucks I spent on that, you know. But, you know, it's something like that. So it doesn't slip and break that hose or those right. kind of things. And there's a cost of all that. Right. That's what's kind of getting lost a little bit. Well, you all do. It's just yeah. part of the deal. Well, everybody wants to save a little bit of money here and there. And I, so. and I don't blame them. I'm yeah. the first to be in line trying to save money. But <laughs> All right. With that, then we're going to take a break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change. All without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. 
They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And if you have any questions, give us a call on the... Um, Affordable Interest Mortgage Line, 303-477-5600. And we're here with Steve from Geno's and Thank Dennis you. Brewster from, I can say, from Extreme. Yes, you are here from Extreme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although I sold it, but yeah. I still know the guys over there. They're great people, and if you need well. any work, you can go there. And they're still sponsoring the show, which is the yes. important part. Yes, that, so. is, that is very good. So we have a useful shop in Parker, which is nice. <laughs> yes, and we were talking about, and we have Larry behind the glass to take your phone calls, so please give us a call. But we were talking about jobs that we have a question of the day. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that is uh, a job that you did at home that you wish you would have paid someone to do. On your car. On your car. Or if yeah. you want to talk about your house, too, that's fine. Yeah, we'll but, take it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take anything. Beggars can be cho- can't be choosers, right? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, you uh, can call us about anything with your car, and, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. I remember. Well, you, we want to take the call if you like. But I yep. do remember one. I did, a, I did a heater core on a Volkswagen Fox. Ooh. And uh, I found out later... Uh, they didn't design it to be done, serviced. It was yeah. one of those cars that was kind of a throwaway thing. Right. Anyway, I can talk about that later if you like. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, I did one where this summer I tried to help out a friend by doing a, a fuel tank on the floor outside my garage without a lift, and I changed the fuel pump, and I had to lift the bed of the truck full of stuff because he didn't have the key for me, and it was ugly. Yeah. It was just, you know, I had dirt in my face, gasoline pouring down my arms, yeah, and it just was not a, a good thing because you know at, at work, at the shops you got a lift, you put it up, you can you have the gas tank, uh, jack that holds it up. You have a pump that you can take out the gas yeah, and so put it back in. To, yeah, if you yeah. Want to. So, let's take a call from Randy. Randy from how you doing, Randy? Randy from Detroit. Hey, hello guys. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm out here in the Motor City, freezing. Awesome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I got a question. It's 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 kind of a I don't know. It's kind of a tricky question. I was hoping John was there, but I said, you know, hey, you know, these these guys are on the show for a reason. You know, maybe you'll have a good shot at the right answer. Well, give it a shot. Uh, I don't know if there I don't know if there is a right answer. There's okay. Probably a matter of an opinion. But anyway, uh, I don't have garages for my car now, so they're sitting out on the driveway. Uh, our air travels from the west to the east, as we know, and if I park my cars with the front end. So that I like part, I like backing them in so that when I start them, the exhaust goes toward the back end. And that way, the car doesn't stink when I get in it. Right. But in That's doing smart. so, yeah. Right. But, but in doing so, I got my front end facing the wind. Mm-hmm. So, like the other day, our temperature went down to let's say, you know, 29 degrees, and the wind chill was like 17 because we get some good wind here. And it's right cold. And it's a cold right. 17. Yeah. yeah. So now my question is. When it comes to wind chill, this does refer to the oil and the tranny, but more what's exposed, which is my radiator. Right. Would well, that wind chill hitting my ra- hitting that radiator 
is that going to affect my fluid? Does that bring it down, or does windshield not count one bit because it's inside a, of a radiator, or does it make a difference? I think it would make a difference. I think it would make a difference. I, I, yeah. I think, actually, honestly, I, I, it, I think so. But the other thing, too, is it's right. also windshield on that bottom, that oil pan. Yeah. And you're getting cold on well, the Well, yeah, I know the oil pan, the tranny pan, your differential. I mean, those are going to get it anyway. They're under the car. I mean, they're, they're, it doesn't. I mean, even if it comes in from the back end, they're going to get it. But if my radiator is not facing the wind, it's not going to take the brunt of it. But I, I would, but honestly, I would poke, I would have it go the other direction, personally. Let it go away from the radiator. I, I would point my car in the other direction. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of sucks, but. It but the gas, but when you start it up, the fumes are going to go fast anyway, because if it's got a blowing wind, it's going to yeah. blow those past you. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, even that, but I don't think it would make a difference. Even those antifreezes are good to what? 50, 60 below most of yeah. the time. You know, when we we use that yeah. little refractometer and stuff. Yeah. So, so, some we get a little yeah. weak at 36, but uh, yeah. I don't think... The other thing you could do is you could yeah. put a blanket on the front of your car or some kind of thing. Yeah. You know? No, but he's mo mostly asking, is it going to be cold enough? No, it, it'd be fine still. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not 40 below. I mean, I already talked to John about that because he right. said well, it was like 20 below. He started his car you know, every other day. And John said, yeah, well, if it was 40 below, I'd be starting it every day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, right. Anyway... Uh, I guess what I'll do then is face the radiator away from that wind chill, and then I'll just give the car five minutes so that the nastier-smelling exhaust can kind of burn out the time I go out there, and it's just regular exhaust. You know, that usually doesn't bother people. Yeah. And it's does that it, first stuff in the morning. And does it have uh, – what, what kind of cars are these? I'm just curious. Uh, one's a 99 Jeep Cherokee. Uh, which that one really doesn't concern me because, you know, the doors don't shut as good as they used to and all, and the air does come in goes out. But the other one's an 07 Dodge Caliber, and it, okay. that's pretty tight. Doors shut good. Yeah. Okay. I was good, mostly good, I know. wondering what was underneath right. and how how much I, of the radiators exposed. That's yeah. darn, those darn Jeeps, there's no, hardly any radiator exposed on those things. Yeah. <laughs> I know because they're a pain in the neck to take out. Right. But here's another thing, Randy. You're the yeah. Where you get that air from your Dodge, where the air is going to come in is up by the cowling. So if you have your exhaust, uh, it's going to be more on the ground about, it's going to be more about a foot on the ground yeah. or lower. Or, yeah. yeah. So you're not going to get that exhaust coming in your car. Well, I'm normally, I'm normally good getting in the driver's side. It normally runs out of direction where it gets the passenger side. So when the wife gets in and it gets in there and then it's like, all right, let me see. It's, it's 19 degree wind chill. Put the window down because, you know, this smells like someone just put out five cigars. Right. You know, but in that sense, it's, it, it smells worse than cigars. You know what it smells like. Right, right. <clears throat> the only other thing you could uh, so, do is when she gets in the car, leave your door open, and then the air will blow through. But everything, all your papers yeah. are going to blow through, too, and <laughs> and some tools yeah. and stuff, because yeah. that wind gets blowing. It's something else. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and keep the radiator out of the wind just because, yeah. not that I'm worried about it turning into a block of ice, because I keep up on all my fluids. I mean, right. you got to yeah. do it. My, my, my philosophy is... Your car takes care of you. Take care of your effing car. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, know I mean? Michigan is one of the only states that have uh, licensed mechanics. They have to be licensed there. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I do know that things are a lot different here. Napa is the crap. Or there, it's the it's the it's the bomb. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but they said it's the owner kind of let it run down and this and that. So now everybody here is like O'Reilly AutoZone. And I'm usually, I usually don't go in there, you know, unless, you know, maybe I'm getting a gas cap or they want to order my Royal Purple oil filter. But it's like they're the stuff here. Yeah. Uh, but so I don't know. But they got a really good battery that if they have that same exact battery my mechanic got from you guys because he has a, what do you call it, a, uh, the, the, he works with you guys. He, okay. you know, so he, and every truck, every 
Maybe the auto parts store you go to in Colorado. There's an Napa truck there. You don't see autos on. Right. Well, that's right. Blue moon yeah. back back in the blue back back in the day on a blue moon. I mean, you might see a CarQuest. Right. Uh, but but all you see you see 95% Napa, and there's a reason for that. Yep. Uh, but anyway, if they have that same battery, they'll they'll be getting my business again. But yeah, like I said, what I'll do is I'll start the car and then I'll just let it run till the nastiness runs. Mm-hmm. You know, five minutes after that, then it doesn't smell so awful bad. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the cat's starting to warm up. So, but yeah, I just wondered if it made an effect. I mean, to me, it just made common sense. You know, I mean, you're going to say, well, okay, it's contained. But I'm going to say, yeah, but it's still going from, you know, another 15 degrees colder than what it is outside. And we're already at freezing. Right. I'll take 15 yep. and put a fan in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Randy. Well, thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to Mike from Fort Collins. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I want to help the fellow out that was. Wondering which is the right order to do the set the emergency brake. Yeah, yeah, we have your opinion on it. I, as a younger guy, I was plowing snow in Larimer County, and then I was up in Grand County plowing snow. So when you park your truck, it's got on a hill. There's it's loaded with a couple tons of sand, and you got your big snow plow there. And the last thing you want is your truck to start rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So here you go. This is the way you do it. You get where you want to park. You got your foot on the brake. And then your next step you can do is if you think about this, if you put the emergency brake on and set it pretty good there, because your brake shoes are already up against the drums. And so then you so you set your emergency brake, put your transmission, doesn't matter whether it's a manual or an automatic, put it in neutral. Mm-hmm. Take your foot off the brake and make sure your brake shoes are holding the weight of the truck. And then, at that point, if it's the automatic, you can pop it up the park, and you don't have any weight on the pawl of that. And so that, if you go through that procedure, that pawl in the transmission never has the weight of your truck on it. And that's a good way that to way go about it. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Because that way... You pop it into neutral, take your foot off the brake, and you're going to find out whether your truck wants to roll or not. Absolutely. And so, yeah. cause depending on whether you're rolling forward or going backwards, and back in the old days, all the brakes were drum brakes, sometimes the emergency brake doesn't hold as well rolling forward as it does backward because it, it doesn't want to, if you roll no, right. backwards, it'll bind tighter. Right. So that's the that part. And then I love that Randy and... Bill and Warren and Cheyenne, all these guys that are the regular callers, you know, those guys, they, you know, you should have them on as guests sometime on the show because they do have a lot of stories. Don't they? Yeah. No, they, I, I, uh, I think you should that, come down and do the show or at least do a remote from up there. Maybe that's what we should do. Talk John, do a remote from up there in Wyoming one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I lived in Granby, you did have to have your antifreeze had to be at 40 below zero because at 30 below zero, Silver Creek snow ski area or winter park. Mm-hmm. If uh, anybody, like just around the hotel motels, you'll see even at 10 o'clock in the morning or at noon, if we got down to 30 or 35 below zero, all the hoods would be up and everybody's out there trying to start their car. And oh my gosh, that is it's so cold. So, what I learned to do to get back to Randy's question is you bet, even if you're just going to go to the store for a little bit and the wind's blowing 10 or 15 miles an hour, if you park into the wind, that wind does 
cool your radiator down faster. Oh, yeah. Um, only by the, well, it is the windshield. You can say the windshield effect also. Cause, and so always park uh, away from the wind. And even if you're in the store for half an hour to an hour, when you come out and you start your car, at least your temperature indicator will still be above cold. And your car will warm up a lot faster. And back in the old days, too, up in Granby, your car always warmed up faster. It didn't matter if it was automatic or a manual. You start your car, let it idle for 10 to 15, 20 seconds till it got halfway normal. And just take off easy and start driving in your car. My brother lives in Kenai, Alaska. And he, he comes down here and, he goes, he, it's 20 degrees outside. He says, hey, I'm going to go out and start my car. I'm going to leave in 15 or 20 minutes. I said, no, you don't need to do that. You know, but anyway, yep. so there's the story. I'll All let right. you guys go. Thanks, right. Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. With that, Mike from Littleton and Arnie from Foxfield, if you guys hang in there, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You never enjoy going to the dealership for maintenance because you always get the runaround. You'd much rather give your business to a local independent shop, but you assume you have to go back to the dealership to maintain your service contract. You bought the vehicle there, so you need to get it maintained there too, right? Wrong! Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will honor almost all service contracts. You pay your deductible just like you would at the dealership, and Extreme Auto Repair does the work. Two-time AAA award-winning shop of the year, Extreme Auto Repair in Parker does their best to make your life easier by offering everything you need to maintain your vehicle for as long as you drive it. Fill out the contact form at klzradio.com extreme to find out whether or not Extreme Auto Repair will honor your dealership service contract. Promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. 
GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Okay, we're back. You're listening to... Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We got Steve from Geno's and Dennis here from Extreme and Larry behind the glass and Charlie's our engineer. And we're going to go to my, uh, who's who's next? Arnie. 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 How you doing, Arnie? Hi. What can I yeah, help I you with? Uh, what can we help you with? Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, kind about this. Uh-oh. Uh, but, you know, I'm an old engineer, right, who had to go through all those uh, college experiences in the classroom to uh-huh. explain what's going on. Uh, wind chill is strictly related to, or basically related to, human beings' response to the air, temperature, and wind. Okay. When you have, as the Michigan guy had, 27 degree air temperature, uh, but it had a wind chill. The wind chill f- was was reported at zero degree or ten degrees, whatever it was, because of the fifteen mile an hour wind. If there was zero wind, there would be no chill factor as such. Right. What chill factor has to do with is is moisture on human beings that gets pulled away by w- wind moving air. And therefore, reducing your body temperature to something that feels like it's zero degrees out there. Your car, parked or truck, whatever, parked wherever it's parked, yes, when you stop that vehicle and there's wind blowing, which is moving air in around the engine compartment, etc., it's going to bring the temperature of your fluids, whether it's your oil or your radiator your your coolant it's going to bring that temperature down much faster because it's pulling heat away from the outside surface of those things the engine block the the radiator surfaces itself therefore the car is going to cool or vehicle is going to cool down much quicker with wind blowing than not with wind blowing but you can set that vehicle if that vehicle's out there and you put a surface pyrometer on any of those surfaces or your laser uh, remote measuring device, whatever, those surfaces will never get below 
27 degrees, and therefore the materials inside will never get below 27 degrees. That's interesting. So the wind chill really is affecting your body. is more more of a factor used for us. It, so it, it's it, a way that the because we never used to have wind chill when we were it, kids and stuff. It, it's a way that your weatherman can relate to you how uncomfortable it's going to be. <laughs> so that guy in Michigan with the 15 degree. There's two things: the 15 degree wind uh, velocity and the 98 percent relative humidity. Yeah. yeah. Now makes that feel like ten degrees, not twenty-seven degrees. Right. And I agree. I've well, been in it. it. It is awful. You oh, know. It, and it, and it, I was it's thinking. Bad. Sure it is. It 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 makes a big difference. But it's you. It's the human body that's being responding to this, and that's what it is addressing to you folks who are out there. And so you see, it's dangerous to a human being. You know, they talk about that. They talk about that here. Yeah. It's the windshield is going to be down there at zero. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yes. You you get frostbite not at zero degrees. You get frostbite starting somewhere around thirty-two. Sure. Yeah. And your surface is ninety-eight, and now you're sucking the heat out of that big time. Right. From ninety-eight degrees. So that's you know. Well, I just wanted to make that. Oh no, point that makes that, sense. Yeah, and, and you know, well, and I was thinking when he was talking about that, you know, we. As soon as that car starts moving, you're going to have a wind chill factor because you're now going through the wind. You know, That's you're right. you're going through the air. You're going to be breathing that in. But I understand right. the car sitting still, and maybe it can have an effect. I wasn't sure if it would, but it doesn't sound like it does. It sounds like just the outside temperature being 28 degrees is going to be 28 degrees. Well, yeah. if it sat there long enough, the yeah. point is you park the car. It was at 190 degrees, and you know the, yeah. the coolant was the oil was all of that. How long does it take that all that to come down to all the way down to 27? Well, right. it's going to take quite a while. Right. The point is the car may very likely start up, heat up quicker, and all that because it's only been sitting there for two hours. All right. Not 24 hours. Right. So it's starting out, all those, all those fluids are starting out at 40, 50 degrees. Right. 90 degrees. Not 27 degrees. So it, it makes that difference, yes. And it would have cooled off faster if it was windy and the car was sitting outside. All right. Exposed. So, so my it, question is, so uh, the heat index must be just direct opposite. Then is that what we're talking about? I know you're not a weatherman, but I was just thought I'd ask. <laughs> well, Since we're asking questions. The heat index, yes. You're talking about summertime now. Well, that's where I want to be right now. When it's, <laughs> when it's 90, and in Michigan, it feels like it's 105, and that is primarily because of the 95 degree, uh, uh, 90, 96% humidity. Yeah, relative yeah. humidity. There's yep. a ton of, of moisture in the air, and moisture impacts how fast things move. Right. Faster elevated temperature or down. Right. Well, appreciate it, Ernie. Well, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't mean to negate no. the ideas of parking and the, away from the wind and all that, but really what it's doing is making the car cool down slower if you can protect it from the wind. All right. Once sure. you stop it. Sure. All right. Well, thanks right, for calling like in. Thank you. Okay. All right. With that, we have two lines open. Uh, we have Mike up next. Mike, what's going on, Mike? Yeah. 
I wanted to relate a good experience. I had at Geno's. I know Steve oh. would be real unhappy to hear that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had a had a repair done on my old PT Cruiser. I had a fuel line leaking, and they replaced it. And about three days later, I came out from a store, and my car was sitting in a big puddle of fuel. <laughs> so I so I so I called Geno's, and uh, they told me. Do you have AAA? I said, yeah. They said, call them right now and have the car brought to us. I uh, called AAA. They said it would be an hour. Yeah. But a driver responded and said he'd be there in three minutes. So I called Geno's back again. And they said, sit tight. We're going to have a Lyft driver pick you up. And they had a Lyft driver pick me up and take me home. Long story short, it was a half hour from the time I knew I had a problem until I was sitting in my house and my car was back at Geno's. How many people can say that? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, well, that's good. and I've told several of my neighbors, and they said, you know, that's impressive. And yeah. it is. Oh, yes, thank you. It is. Yeah, we, we, we had a part failure. We think. I, think it, I think it was a part failure. Yeah, we were talking about that I, the other day. I, I think a clamp broke or something, Steve. Something, but yeah. It, yeah, and, and yeah. that's been a challenge for the parts. <laughs> Always seems like you get yeah, something, well, you know, but it, it happens. Yeah. Well, I'm driving that same PT right now Great. on I-70. But, yeah, I, um, uh, apparently they are prone to a fuel leak on that particular part. And so I wanted to get it fixed before it caught fire. But when I came out, I was sitting there trying to start it. And the guy came up to me and said, uh, you might not want to do that. You're in a puddle bigger than your car. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a good idea. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling Thank you, in. Mike. Thank you. Thank All right. You, with that, we're going to go to a quick break. You're listening to Steve from Genos and Dennis from Extreme. We're on 560 KLZ. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines, on average, can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving, low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. 
John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We have uh, two lines open. You can give us a call at the Affordable Interest Mortgage Line 303 477 5600. Uh, we do have one call. Mike, how you doing, Mike? Oh, good morning. How can we help you? Oh, I, I just had a quick question. I bought a uh, Honda Ridgeline last December. Uh, it's one year old, but it only has uh, 4,000 miles on it, and the oil monitor says that it's only uh, 50% of its useful life, and I was wondering, after one year, it just seems to me it might be a good idea to go ahead and change the oil anyway, and I was just wondering what you guys thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, I don't know your opinion. My opinion on ahead, that man. is it, the oil monitor is kind of like a, you know, a suggestion in a sense. Like an uh, idea. Like an idea. Maybe you want to change the oil, maybe you don't. If I've had it in that long and you're not putting a lot of miles on it, I probably would change the oil here soon. Yeah. I don't know what your opinion is. Once a year. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like to see it once a year. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I thought I heard in previous programs, and I'm just thinking uh, a lot of people with the COVID lockdown, you know, they're working at home, and they, they're not putting a lot of miles in their sure. car, but I was thinking probably once a year, so I'll go ahead and do that. Th thank you very much, guys. Yeah, and one of the reasons, Mike, is because you build up oil, uh, moisture inside sure, and there, stuff and, and, and you want to get that changed, and yeah. I, I think it's more of a suggestion to me on the monitors. You got to also be smart about yeah, it so. and, and, you know, kind of make your own decisions, you know, because the, the more you change your oil, the better, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, there are some disadvantages, but I think they outweigh the negatives. Yes. <laughs> much, yep. much better. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Thank, thank. Thanks. All right. With that, we have three lines open. Uh, 303-477-5600. Um, I want to go back to Mike when he called in about the, he was up in the mountains and he drove a truck and oh yeah yeah it, with, the, it, it, with the parking brake and stuff and he was talking about the cold. Sure, sure. Right? Sure. And we've been talking about cold because we had, um, who was it, Randy called in about, he's living in Detroit with, yeah. the, with the cold wind and stuff. In Fraser, Colorado, which is really close to where Mike was talking about, that's where GM in the 90s used to bring in their Buick, uh, the 3.8 leader that they loved for so much and they would do their cold testing there and it, were they carbureted back then or fuel injected? no fuel injected fuel injected but okay. they would do a lot of tests on those cars they had a whole bunch of vehicles over there that they would test and they would wait till it got really really cold out this you know the coldest times 
and they would be out there doing all these tests on those cars to see how well they started in the morning and stuff. So there's so much that goes into technology that we don't know about. And then uh, that's when they came up with, you know, saying the mobile one, that's where a lot of the studies came from, where they started saying mobile one's a good oil to use because how long it takes the oil to get from your pan up to the top part of your motor, you know, to start lubing everything. To start working before. Yeah, the lubrication start working properly. And that's why they did these tests and they had, you know, we actually saw videos of it, really? which was cool that they did. And they, they, and you can listen to how the oil was, you know, the engine would knock a little bit and then really the lubrication would come in and how fast it took, you know, because if you sit there and listen for 30 seconds, if you don't have an oil coming up to the top for 30 seconds, it sounds like a long time when you're sitting there, you know, oh, the yeah, silence and stuff. And especially us, we have that trained ear. We know an engine knock and we don't like an engine knock. And no, when you we hear don't. That, it's oh noise. yeah. It gives you an uncomfortable feeling when you start to hear that. But that was just something interesting and stuff to, to talk about. That, sure. you know, because, you know, this has been going on for years, everything that we're doing, you know, back in the 90s, the stuff they did back then is for today. Sure. You know, they still move these things forward and stuff. I so, remember uh, there was a story about um, uh, the Spirit of St. Louis. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, uh, Lindbergh. When he, uh-huh. And they one of the engines that they had, they tested it. And the only way they could do it was they took it up to Pikes Peak and they ran it up at Pikes Peak because they didn't have a plane that would go that high at that time. So they tested at altitude there. But there's only way they could test it. Was oh, really? Up there. I remember a story about it. I don't know if it was true or not, but mm. I thought it was kind of interesting. But it was amazing the testing that they really do put into these things and trying to figure out, you know, will this work at this altitude and, right. and at that temperature? And they put a lot of effort into that. And so things happen at this altitude. I mean, we, we have struggles with things. And I know technicians that, that have come here from different places around the United States and they come to work for you and then they're like, I never dealt with this stuff. It's something I never deal with. Yeah. You know, we, we don't we don't ever deal with, with rusted brake lines and no. rusted bolts and stuff here in Colorado. But, you know, I hear the stories back east and, in, in, you know, in uh, New York and places like that where it's just they're, they're constantly replacing our brake, metal brake line, which how often did we ever do that? Right. You know, it's once in a great while if something hit it, you know, <laughs> never for rust or anything like that. We had a, um, I sat on a national deal council for Buick and, and, um, they were complaining down in the south about a hum that would happen on a Buick LeSabre. Really? On the Park Avenues, cruising down the road, they said, after a while, you'll hear this hum. It's a little vibration, tiny hum. Well, we never heard it. Their roads are so smooth back there, and they don't have cracks in their roads and chunk holes and oh, really? <laughs> potholes that the car disappears into. Where we have our roads, they put the gravel on and everything else, so we would never hear that. So we never <laughs> had any issues with that whatsoever. But, but like, they, a, like a wheel bearing type hum or something yeah, or, or something. Yeah, it, it, yeah and they had this back in the south. And oh, it was so funny. But their roads were smooth. But they don't go through freezing and, no, and, uh, not like and we the do. hot and cold like we do where the cracks develop and right. things. I mean, it's hard to keep good roads in Colorado. Yes. You think? Well, yeah. they, they should be better, yeah. but they should. But uh, okay. it's hard to do. With that, what you know, maybe next hour we could talk about alignments and stuff because be how things get affected by the roads and the weather and. Yeah, and I mean, why? What is it? You know, well, I guess we can go into it a little bit, but you know, the road crown and how that affects things, and right. you know how we have to have a lot more road crown here than maybe down south, where right? You not get as much rain or snow and things. That's that's a good point because that's why they do it to to get the water off. So maybe alignment here in Colorado is not such a great alignment for Texas, right? You know, or something like that. And you, so, so you get your car aligned here, and you, and you drive to Texas to visit some friends, and you're going, well, my car's pulling to the left all the yeah. time. Oh. Why? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I come back to Colorado and all of a sudden right. it's Fresh fixed street. again. Yeah. 
Yeah. There Why, are different, that different reasons for different things, but yeah. And it's, and it's funny because what hap- works here doesn't work down there. Sure. And that's a good point. Just with the alignment alone, sure. you know, um, we re- we recommend uh, changing fuel filters a little bit more often probably than they do. Maybe oil changes, maybe differential services, you know, transfer case, depending on what you're doing, and what I you're think, pulling. You know, I think the, the other thing too that um, for people, especially people who move here, that, you know, we, we rarely, you know, turn rotors. It's still a possibility. Yeah. But we, we with our, our mountain driving, you can't. It just... They just don't last, yeah. and it's not it's not profitable for both of us. And the lack of oxygen and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Then it gets get hotter and they get cold down cooled down so fast that we develop a warpage. There's pad transfer and all that stuff that they would not deal with on the flatland. So you could turn a rotor a little more often in Texas or someplace where you're not dealing with the the, the hills and the pressure and the heat and the cool down so quickly. Yep. And you think about it, when you're at at Eisenhower Tunnel and you're coming down that hill, it's oh. it's pretty hot. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're down and you know on C four seventy exiting, and it's kind of cooled down quite a bit. Well, that's a lot of, a lot of hot and cold going through there. Yep, I, I was cruising through the mountains one time, going to Lake Powell to work on the houseboat and stuff, and I pulled into a gas station. A guy pulled in behind me, and I'm getting gas and stuff. And he walked up and he goes, "I don't think your brake lights are working." I go, "Why is that?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you didn't coming down the hill. I never saw your brake lights come on." Oh yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Well, I I put it down a gear." Yeah. Because you do what? I go, I drop it down a gear so it just holds back, and I just keep away from everything. I don't oh, I give it gas, and I don't give it a break. Yeah, just let the car handle it. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I go, yeah, that way there you don't overheat your brakes. And so I stepped on my brake lights, and he goes, oh, yeah, they're working. Right. Said, well, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is, you don't want to use them yeah. because they overheat. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the problem we run into, and a lot of people do that. I, I watch cars going down the hills, and they're just... Constantly riding that brake, trying to slow it down. Yeah, it's too fast. Slow it's down. too fast, too fast yeah. Just yeah. put it down a gear. Mm-hmm. That's what we're... We, we learned to drive here. I think they should have driving tests myself, but I'm not oh. so sure everybody else would. So here's a question of the day. If you, if you got a minute, call us in and tell us what project that, that you did on your car that you wish you would have never, never had, that you would have paid someone to do. Because um, we've mentioned a couple. You know, I mentioned a changing a fuel tank. Or a fuel pump. <laughs> I wish I'd have never done that. That was a lot of work. Um, any heater core job. Yeah. <laughs> any, and, any, any heater core job on any car. But no, honestly, there's so much work involved in some of those. This yeah. just, I should have paid somebody. Right. I mean, you know, and the other thing is, is I've always seemed to do it when it's the coldest out. <laughs> you know, whenever, or the hottest. Yes, you know, absolutely. I go to do something and all of a sudden, you know, like I'll say, well, I think I'll put brakes on my car today. And that's what it'll be a freezing outside sure. and I'm going out there working in a garage door that's shut and I don't have a heater or, you know, I probably should have a heater in my garage. I don't want to have a heater in my garage and it puts no. me out there more. Yes. Sure. You know, so, and then on a nice day, you want to go golfing. You don't want to sit yeah, inside. I don't, no, I don't want to, I don't want to work on cars on the weekends. No, <laughs> no. So we have three lines open and you can give us a call at the affordable interest mortgage line, 303-477-5600. Um, I want to remind everybody that you do go to, you can listen to us again tomorrow on Sunday from 12 to 3, but there'll be no one here to answer the phone calls. Um, just, but if you have any questions, you can always email John, and, and most of the time he'll get right back to you. But we're going to uh, take a, a, a break for a little bit. So you're listening to Steve from Geno's and Dennis from Extreme. We'd love to hear, your, hear you guys give us a call. So 
Again, give us a call, 303-477-5600, and we're going to take a quick break. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.